Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Everybody, yeah, rock your body, yeah, everybody, rock your body, right, Jack Graham's back, all right. That's right, COVID arse has been kicked, and I'm here, back on SDL. Apologies for not being on the last show with uh, David Campbell a couple of weeks ago, but thank you very much to Ryan Douglas and Stacey Smith who stepped up. Steps up to the plate and produce an absolutely brilliant show. But I'm back here on Saturday Draft Live. You're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you get your shows, we're on it. So check us out. Check out our Twitter, Suplex Retweet, our Facebook page, our community page, our website, eatsleepsuplexretweet.com. Check out our YouTube, where we've got Quiz Showdown and Book It and all sorts of different stuff going on. We're a bloody great podcast, so listen to every show we produce. And I'm joined by the one the only, the Casanova of Saturday Draft Live, David Hockney. Welcome. Oh, you know what? That's the most flattering comment anybody's given me on this show. You know, it's, <laughs> it's only fitting for uh, the the chief operating officer of the West End Country Club uh, to be referred to as a Casanova. But, you know, what? I echo the sentiments of having you back on this show, Jack. And I think on behalf of the podcast, um, I think we're all, we're all pleased that you've made a, a swift recovery. I was, you know what? Get vaccinated. That's, that's 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 what I'll say. But we'll we'll move on. We'll stop that. Stop that yeah, COVID yeah. nonsense. Pu- public public service announcement is uh, officially been done. <laughs> we'll put we'll put that to bed. We'll continue with what we do best. We talk about the draft. We're nearing the end of the draft, Dave. It's all getting pretty exciting in the main league and the listeners' league. Mm-hmm. One but, week to go. Yeah, one week, and then High Survivor Series next week, and we've got All Out next week as well, David. David Ross will have David you Ross mean full gear. Aye, full gear. What did I say? All out. You said all out. Aye, all out's been and went. Yeah, been and gone. But we've got full gear next week on the Saturday. So my very series on the Sunday. So it's sure shape up to be an absolutely excellent show. But we will do our top three of the week as always. And Stephen, his first round pick of the draft, Damien Priest, is sitting in third position on nine points this week. Had a bit of a kind of makeover, hasn't he? With his entrance and maybe not the not so much the archer of me anymore. It doesn't really matter when you're scoring your uh, your your player nine points. No, he seems to be having this sort of light and dark half persona now. No more of the ha, 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 etc. I wasn't doing an impression of your laugh, by the way. That's just how it's all meant to be. No, Damien Priest getting a big win over T-Bar in a no-DQ match. That's uh, helped uh, Stephen out. I think Priest is also his captain as well. He changed it from RK Bro recently. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what's scoring him the big points there and very wise to do so. I imagine he's going to be you know, featured on Survivor Series in some capacity. You know, he could be a champion versus champion match against Nakamura or possibly even, um, you know, part of the Raw team. But you never know. I think Priest is going to be hit, featured a lot this week and it's put Steven in a great position, you know, to finish strongly. And we're seeing that the nine points has got Damien Priest to eighth overall in the top 10 of the season, sitting at 54 points. It's the same ad spot as tag team 
mm-hmm. Arky Bro has not fifty four points. So you can't you can't really ask for much more from your from your tag team, your first round pick. Well, I mean obviously you could ask to be top table, but that's beggars <laughs> uh-huh. can't be choosers at some points. But uh, we'll we'll talk about someone that that is top of the top of many a table here, uh, Big E on eleven points. He's at hundred and forty points overall this season and he's proven mm-hmm. proven yet again that, that one one man can carry a team. One man, one woman can carry a team. Any one one pick can carry a team in this draft and you've just got to get it right and it seems that Ross has got it right. Yeah, Ross described him as the the juggernaut of this season and boy is he like he's 59 points ahead of Becky Lynch, who was the second highest scorer this season. Like, Biggie is head and shoulders been the best selection this season, largely because of how often he's been featured on Raw. He's had multiple pay-per-view title wins against Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. He might have a match against Seth Rollins before or after Survivor Series, but I think it doesn't really matter at this stage. You know, Biggie has been the big scorer this season. He's been consistently scoring big, and that's what's carried Ross to hopefully, you know, if the remaining week goes well, it could bring Ross his first ever draft win. I know it's it's, it's quite a quite an exciting time, and we'll go we'll go to someone that's not going to win this season, but uh, <laughs> it's had a be, uh, had a very good first round pick. Obviously, maybe hindsight you pick Big E, but Ryan Douglas just captain Becky Lynch at thirteen points this week. As you said yourself, she's sitting second place in eighty one points. <laughs> Again, like. I, a good week for Becky Lynch. Ryan, obviously, some of his picks has been a bit questionable to say the least. But you know, he's kind of sitting in the top half of the table. I guess. I mean, you can be annoyed drafting for first, but I don't really know what else to say because, like, what, what what else can Becky Lynch do? If she's going to be facing Charlotte Flair at Survivor Series. Will she mm-hmm. win that? I don't know. But probably, I hope not. <laughs> Ryan's probably not going to get many more positions here. I don't think. Uh, you know, Ryan's had a bit of a stinker this season, but, you know, he, again, he's one of those teams which where one person essentially carries the lot. You know, Becky Lynch has been carrying uh, the only person, the only other member of his team that's come close is his tag team of Heyman and Reigns, who are just racking up 30 points from appearances alone. Uh, but the rest of his team is barely scraping past, you know, 15 and stuff. So having Becky, you know, getting a lot more big wins, you know, both at Crown Jewel and as again this past week on Raw, it's really sort of preventing him from finishing in the bottom half. So it might be a bit of a stretch to push him towards maybe the top five of the season, but you never know. He's not that far behind myself or Grant. You know, one more big win for Becky could easily push him into the top five. You see, the thing is, so he's got Becky, who is his uh, captain, going up against Charlotte. Charlotte Flair could get the win there. You've got Heyman and Reigns, and that will be your your two points maybe sporadically throughout the show, but we also got Christian Cage, who's going to be in this false count anywhere match with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy against a super click. At, that uh, that is true. So he yeah. could have a fight, good final weekend and maybe get to that position. But again, you're drafting from for drafting from first. I think that you you maybe make better decisions. But you know what? He's hindsight is a wonderful thing. Maybe win the listeners the next season and come back up and maybe apply some new tools to the trade we'll we'll never know but we'll we'll move on to our, our table that the top 15 in jp the last season's listeners league winner sitting 83 points myself stinger of a season it's not gone my way but i'm 14th and 90 points gary's 13th for 97 ryan gallagher 102 and a half points and 12 stacy she must be very happy not to be bottom she's 11th for 107 points daniel is 10th and 111 points 
bit of a jump up to Sarah, who's ninth on 126, with Scott just above her on 129 points in eighth position. Allen, 134 points, round the least we're just speaking about, 141 points. Grant, come back to the draft again. He's put in another absolute solid performance at fifth place, 147 points. Yourself, you're fourth, 152. Mm-hmm. Then there's a bit of another gap to Stephen, 177.5 points. Just kind of doing his own race here, as I would say in the F1. He's not really got any like there's there's chance for folk to catch up behind them, but he can't uh-huh. really face the, the challenge that folk at the top. So he's just securing himself a podium finish. As we've got David Campbell second place and uh, two hundred and one points, and Ross has kind of been at the top through for most of this season of two hundred and ten. It's proven a tight race in our league, Dave, but as always, you're going to tell us about how the listeners' league's getting on. Yeah, again, not much change from last week's listeners' league, but there have been, you know, some people falling from grace, like Dan Axel Jameson, who has been a bit of a, a regular in the top five. He's dropped all the way down to 10th place now with the CM Drunks, tying with Elliot Cantor and May Young's son. <laughs> but we'll focus on the top five, uh, or in this case, top six, because for joint fifth, we have Jamie Hickman with the Hollywood Dreams and Michael Clottier with Craig's and Ass on 189 points. So they're basically fighting over who gets fifth place at the minute. Next, we have a, a new entry to the top five. One of the biggest scorers of this week, scoring 18 points alone this week, is Carl Pierce with Team Bromance. Uh, largely down to his captain being... Uh, Becky Lynch, you know, scoring a big win this week over Bianca Belair. Uh, Swerve Scott, obviously, as part of Hit Row. RK Bro is his tag team as well, scoring big this season as well. But what's going to be letting down a lot of the listeners' league here is that a lot of their fourth-round picks was John Moxley. And as we heard this week, he's obviously voluntarily checked into uh, alcohol rehabilitation. So a lot of people are going to be operating, you know, with one less team member uh, for the last week of the season. But you know, I think we say on behalf of everybody, we've said this on Central as well, we just we just wish Moxley a, a speedy recovery and hope it all goes well for whatever he's doing. Uh, so third place, uh, aiming for last place, well, Dan Wood's not doing a good job of that. He's currently on 202 points in third place, maintaining uh, third place here. Now, Dan obviously captained Becky Lynch as well as where they're scoring all the points here. Uh, the Usos as well making consistent appearances despite a singles loss for Jimmy Uso. It doesn't really matter because tag teams, singles losses don't matter. Uh, second place, retaining second place, Jamie Hartley with Ronnie O'Struggle in 205.5 points. Uh, and then obviously someone who's been at the top of the listeners league table for a while now it is Doctor Who himself, Mr. Matt Smith with Team Booty Woes on 242 now, Jack, I think it's safe to say, I think Matt Smith is going to be the uh, the projected winner of this year's Listeners League, unless something miraculous happens for either Dan or Jamie that overtakes Matt at the last minute. But um, yeah, the good doctor has uh, has run rough shot this season, largely down to a big E as his team captain. And with one more week before uh, full gear and then hopefully Survivor Series the week after, this is going to be uh, a bit of a home stretch for, for Matt Smith here. So yeah, that's the listeners' league. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a exciting exciting time. We're going to have someone new again coming up. Matt Matt Smith. It looks like it's going to be braced with a time lord presence and whatnot. A good a good friend a good friend of Gary Kerrigan. So it's it's it's, a, it's exciting. Obviously coming up for a bit of a bit of a shorter season, but we we know we know the excitement that comes around to the, the Survivor Series Royal Rumble season. Within your kind of you're picking your your pick strategies, kind of going towards who's going to get most eliminations, most uh, 
appearances throughout the season, who's going to win the Rumble for the male and the female. But we'll, we'll be remiss if we weren't going to talk about something you alluded to a bit uh, there in the listeners' league. We'll first talk about John Moxley. Obviously, Scott changed his captain to John and we've, he's booked himself into rehab. We wish him all the very best. We want him to, to get better and get back to top fighting shape as quick as he can. The, he obviously mm. Scott's cadence is a bit, a, bit, a, bit of a bit of a sad sight to see with with, with that for him, but we will. Oh, move I mean, on. we we actually mocked him for changing his captaincy to Moxley as well. Like we posted gifts of uh, Batista as Jax the Destroyer doing that laugh out loud gif essentially. And but you know what, I feel I feel sorry for him almost because it was a captaincy change that was it was with the best intentions, you know. We, and this just sort of came out of left field with Moxley, you know, voluntarily taking himself out of commission but um uh, it's just one of those things you just couldn't predict if if we're being honest yeah so but well there's there's four players i want to talk about now after after news that's happened this week i want to talk about daniel campbell ryan gallagher ryan the leash and we'll, we'll get on to gary after that but well they've they these three have been affected by the recent wwe releases obviously i'm saying affected not affected greatly with how they're performing in their team. But we'll see Ryan Leach has Frankie Monet. Uh, Daniel Campbell has Eva Marie, who scored him three points this season. And Ryan Gallagher has Nia Jax, who scored him six points this season. And as we know, all of these people have been released. They're gone. They're away from WWE. They're on their 90-day no complete clause. They won't even be a feature next season for another promotion if they ended up in AEW, for example. But Ryan, Ryan and Daniel a lot of points here, but it's it's a kick in the teeth nonetheless that someone in your team's been released. Obviously, it is at the end of the season. There's not much you can do about it, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll mainly talk about maybe Nia Jax at this point here, who could have been a big hitter for next season going into the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Strategy yeah. might need to be rethinked here. Possibly, yeah, because she she released a statement about she was. Um, she apparently taken some time off to focus on her mental health and she was all scheduled to return as well, but only just to be hit with the news that, oh, surprise, you've been released. Uh, you know, despite what some some other reports have been saying about, you know, you know, people were getting sacked because of a new vaccination policy and stuff and some people chose not to go along with it. But it doesn't seem to be the case here with, well, some people made assumptions but now hearing from Nia herself it seems like it's you know it's seems to be like a she requested time off and now she just they just decided not to bring her back which is a bit of a it is a big kick in the teeth for her in particular I'm guessing there's a maybe a bit of a silver line as as the kind of we're just going up to the last week of the season so it's not going to have really too much of an effect, but one that's maybe quite interesting, maybe one of the standouts alongside kind of Nia Jax being released is in Gary's team. Gary mm. Cross, it's this second round pick this season, scoring 26 points, is now gone again. It's the same the same kind of thing again. This could have been a big player in the Rumble season who might have picked up a few wins and got a few eliminations as well mm-hmm. in the Rumble match it is, is now gone. And with the kind of a lot of we, we've we've spoke about it quite a bit, and on like Central, on different shows, on SDL, that WWE has released a lot of talent this year, and mm. with the season that's coming up for us, the Survivor Series to Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble 
is the big factor of what folk are thinking about. But when you're looking at that roster right now, there is not really viable people to take to help bolster your team, considering the amount of folk that we could potentially have in the season next season as well. It's it's going to be a very, very tough draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's been no indication either of who could potentially win the upcoming Royal Rumbles uh, for the next year. Like, nobody's had rumours floating around, no cards have been leaked. I think it's all, it's going to be very much up in the air in this instance, especially, you know, with, you know, Cross being Gary's cap, not only his captain, but his high scorer as well in this case. Like, this is going to change everybody's plans, I reckon, because I reckon amongst that list of people, there could have been some people that could have been selected next season. Uh, one also that stood out the most was, you know, Keith Bearcat Lee. You know, he's been absent from this draft, obviously, because of illness or uh, underlying health issues. But that, I think, is going to be the biggest shock because he, he's he been consistently a big scorer in past seasons. And to think he's no longer going to be a part of this draft, it's it's quite quite sad to think about overall. Yeah, he, he's someone that folk probably would have picked high up next season in the hope that they would have had, he would have had a good performance at, at the Royal Rumble. But I think that it's interesting also, I don't think there's going to be an AEW pay-per-view between Survivor Series and the Rumble. And I'm not sure if there's going to be a takeover in between that point either. So it is mm. really fully up in the air for how folk are going to draft. And I think this season coming up especially is probably going to be one of the most unknown entities in the draft where uh-huh. we, we don't know how this is going to go nxt takeover december to dismember waiting to it's just waiting to happen <laughs> but then again wwe's got that day one pay-per-view on the first day of 2022 i did forget about that actually the the new year uh, you know like you know sometimes you see this kind of stuff and you just think like it's one of the kind of house show type pay-per-views that won't really be anything i forget it's actually I, a pay-per-view so and that's that that's replacing TLC as well. Again, it is, it is really a WWE heavy season, and how how valuable are AEW picks going to be in the the first kind of few rounds? Are they going to be more prominently at the bottom to prop up your team? Oh, it's very very tough. But I don't want to speculate too much, Dave, because that is pretty much all the time we've got for. I don't want I don't want anyone listening to me start thinking a strategy plan for next season when I haven't started thinking about it already. <laughs> you know what I mean? I- now nah, you know what I think when you're as when you're experienced as drafters as us, um, I think you don't really need a strategy. I think just go with your gut instinct and you know have a, a calculated risk on who you want to carry forward and who you think is going to put on the best performance. Not necessarily win the big matches, but you've got to be consistent and you've got to rack up appearances as well as wins. So I mean, you were unfortunately in the unfortunate position of drafting last, but and the snake draft didn't do you any favors either. Uh, <laughs> and not to mention Alexa Bliss when MIA pretty early on in your season but you know what these things happen as do the 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 releases as do the injuries but you know there's there's no rule to say that you know if uh if someone's been released or injured you can't just replace them that's just not how it works if they're released or injured then you're basically your team's just at a disadvantage well you know how it is. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things. I'll be I'll be fighting back next season to find out where my place is in the on the snake draft. And who knows? Maybe we'll have some some new folk next season. Maybe we'll be more than that as the next mm-hmm. season unfolds as a Survivor Series. But that is all the time. So we'd love to see. Thank you as always for for coming on and, and doing your bit and uh, giving the Masters League some justice with your your analysis. Mm-hmm.
And as always, I have been Jack Graham. I won't be here next week. It'll be Scott McLeod and David Campbell who'll be doing the the, the go home show to the, the big weekend of, of pay-per-views. But I'm sure in a couple of weeks you'll see all of us back on your live streams, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube, where we'll be doing the kickoff show once again. And we will do what we do best, and that is drafting. I will see you when I next see you. Keep drafting! There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quiz Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell, and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.